Welcome to Her Digital Brand, a podcast where we interview founders and leaders of some of the best brands on the internet. My name is Kyler Nixon, and in just a minute, I'm going to be joined by my co-host, Brad Bishop. Today on the show, we have Liesl Teen, founder of Mommy Labor Nurse. We're going to explore her journey from bedside labor and delivery nurse to founder and entrepreneur of a highly successful digital brand. And in fact, Liesl is still operating as a bedside L&D nurse today. So you're going to get some really practical tips for how she manages that and how she runs a successful business at the same time. Let's do it. Liesl, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us today. We're super pumped for this conversation. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I'm happy to be here with you guys. Love it. Okay, I want to just jump in. So we've obviously talked to uh, Tiffany on your team. We we actually, I know you're probably listening to this out of when we would have recorded it, where we talked to her earlier today. So we got a little bit of background on Mommy Labor Nurse, but I want to hear from your perspective What's your brand? What do you sell? Like just kind of high level, if no one has heard of your brand, um, what do you do? Yeah, so I am the founder of this cool company called Mommy Labor Nurse, and we provide online classes and resources that give you the knowledge and encouragement that you need to feel prepared and in control about your birth. Um, you know, we kind I kind of started off on Instagram just, you know, shooting information out there. I started doing a lot of Pinterest. I started doing blog articles and didn't really have any online classes. And then it kind of evolved into, okay, how am I going to put all this stuff together? And it turned into, you know, what I, I put out my first course, birthed up the natural series. And then it kind of evolved, you know, I would say, okay, let me make another one, birthed up the epidural series. And now, I mean, we've done, you know, we have three really great, you know, classes now, but yeah, that's, I mean, kind of in a nutshell, what I do. And I like to, you know, be fun and silly on Instagram and, and relay information in the easiest, um, to absorb like way possible. Cause I think that's kind of where a lot of barrier is in pregnancy info and just birth info is like, it's either just wrong or, you know, you're getting it from a bad source or it's like too high level and, and you're just not absorbing it. So I really like Mm -hmm. to take the angle of like, okay, let me break this down in like an easy and fun way. So you actually understand what I'm trying to tell you. And like, it doesn't sound, it doesn't seem overwhelming. I'm, we didn't get into this earlier with Tiffany, but I'm, I'm actually really curious when brands like yours, like why you decided to sell courses. Like there's so many different mediums to kind of like distribute your knowledge. Like there's eBooks or there's products or there's in-person classes or live classes. Like, I guess I'm really curious, like why you decided that a pre-recorded digital course was the best avenue for you guys. Yeah. Um, I mean, back then it was just me and I basically, you know, I could have just done it all you know, like an ebook or like a course, but no video or anything. But I think people, you know, there's certain things about birth that really come across in videos so much better. Um, So I really never thought twice about doing something just written or even doing live classes that I had to teach over and over again. Um, I I can't remember who the, the first 
person I started following, where I got the, you know, the interest in like doing the, the mm -hmm. course creation, like on Teachable and everything. Um, but it just seemed like the natural, you know, I'm like, okay, I do so much on Instagram and it's very video based and very picture based. And I'm like, how am I going to put this all together? And I'm like, oh, you know what? I'll just record. I mean, it was literally like on my iPhone in my bedroom, you know, like me in front of a ring light record taking, I basically took everything that I had like posted on Instagram and like all my blog articles and everything yeah. that I could think of in my head and plopped it into like a Google doc. And then I'm like, okay, how am I going to make this into a video? How yeah. am I going to break these down? So it just was like, you know, a way to take all of the information that I already had and pack it into this nice little package that somebody could watch. Okay, Lisa, I got to ask because yeah. I get so many questions from, from people who are in that space that you were in a couple of years ago, you know, you got a full-time job, corporate America, and then they're trying to transition into a different type of role. I'm yeah. curious, what was that? Like, what was going through your, through your mind that first time that you, I mean, cause you're a full-time bed, bedside nurse yeah. you're thinking, oh, I could do something different. Like, where did that come from? Yeah. So I have children <laughs> and, um, basically how mommy labor nurse was born is I had my first son. He actually just turns five in a couple of days and I had him and I, you know, was working full time at the time and I came back, had him, you know, did a three month maternity leave, came back almost full time. It was called three quarter time, but pretty much, you know, three days at the hospital a week. And, you know, I love my job as a bedside nurse and I just, I mean, this is what, that's what I've always wanted to do. I've been just so attracted to pregnancy and maternity care and women's health and just everything. So I just, you know, have wanted to do labor and delivery for so long in nursing. And so I love my job, but every day that I left for my shifts, I would be like, oh, I just want to stay home with my baby. And I'm just like, oh, like I do, oh, it, it just, it weighs on you after a while. But you know, when you have this little baby at home. So I kind of, you know, started to get creative and say, okay, is there anything that I can do kind of on the side? You know, maybe, I, maybe so I can drop down to like part-time. Cause I'm like, I don't want to quit. You know, I still really, really like my job, but you know, is there anything I can like, you know, sell, I don't know, people sell stuff on the side, on the side and <laughs> yeah. like, what can I do? You know? So I just started to browse Pinterest, you know, and blogging kind of popped up and I was like, oh, you know what? I'm not, a, I'm not a great writer, but I really like creative writing. You know, if I'm really interested in something, I can really just like go. Um, so I was like, I, you know, I, I can blog. That sounds cool. And if, I didn't even have the idea of, a, you know, a labor and delivery kind of mom spin on it. And I would, and I, you know, I got to thinking about it. I'm like, what can I blog about? At the time I was like really into running. I'm like, can I do run? I'm like, no, that's no. Um, so I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> hello, like I've been a labor and delivery nurse for a few years now and I'm so passionate about this and I'm like, oh, this is brilliant. Like there's all these mom blogs out there, but there's not really a lot of them that are, that have that labor and delivery education. And I have this, you know, credential that like, hey, like let's get the, some authority. Let's like put out some information out there that is like credible. And I'm like, this is, this is so cool. Maybe I can make like a little bit of money on the side so I can drop down to my part-time hours and I can have fun doing it. And I'm like, I, I got this vision of like me still being a bedside nurse, but me not being at the bedside, like me doing nursing stuff and like educating and teaching, but me still being, you know, the mom that I am and just being at home and doing it. So it obviously evolved. And now it's, now it's much different than it was, you know, back in, I think it was October of, 2018 when I kind of was getting the idea for it. But yeah, that's how it was born in a nutshell.
So you started with a blog. When was yes. the first time that you said to yourself, oh, I've got something here. Like, this, <laughs> this could be something. Um, I don't think I fully fully grasped it um, for a little while, but it's funny because, so it wasn't called mommy labor nurse back then. It was called labor teen. Okay. Cause my last name is teen and labor. That was the first thing I could literally think of. Okay. And so I got a lot of I questions. Mentioned that to Brad before we jumped uh-huh. in. Yeah. I said, okay, that might be an off topic. Uh, <laughs> it's not, it's not, it is not. <laughs> it is not. Oh, no, man. it was called labor team back then. That was the first thing that I could think of. And I took, oh, uh, I mean, not horrible. I mean, the advice that I was given was like, don't put too much emphasis on your brand name, like go with something like it, if you are, yeah. and I'm like, I get that whole avenue, but also labor teen is stupid. <laughs> like, At least like, you that's didn't dumb. flip it, right? Oh, yes. Teen yes. labor. Teen yeah. labor. Yeah, I know. But it's so yeah. funny because I, I would call her, I would get emails or DMs from people being like confused about, is this like teen pregnancy? Like, can you give me advice yeah, yeah, on right, this? Right, right. You know, because so, so yeah, um, I forget what I was saying. Oh, oh, back when it was uh, labor teen. No, wait, what was I saying? What did yeah, you, what yeah, did you so, ask so, me about labor teen? Yeah. So the question was, when did you first feel like you really had something? Yes. So basically started my little Instagram page. It was, I think the handle was it's labor teen. Okay. And you know, on Instagram, you start to, uh, it's, you know, people that you're friends with or people who are in your area, um, who are in your context list. Like it says, you know, suggested follow whatever. So it started popping up and Tiffany was like one of the first people that texted me and was like, what is this? Like, is this you? And I'm like, oh yeah, you know, I kind of like think I want to start this little blog. Like it sounds really fun. And I'm like, I kind of have this spin on it where I'm like, and she was like, that is so smart. And so she's always been like, man, if I had just gotten in on Ma- Mommy Labor Nurse at that point and, and you know, we'd done like a little 50-50 thing back then, like, man, <laughs> like great. Um, but yeah, she really believed in me at that, at, at really at the very, very beginning stages. And I had a couple other friends like that who were like, this is brilliant. It, I I mean, this could like, like really change some things. I think I, I took it really seriously once I started. I mean, I want to say it was probably before I changed my, my brand to mommy labor nurse. Um, I kind of always had it in the back of my head, you know, it's like just a dream. You know, you think like, I'm going to make, maybe I can make, you know, enough money where I can like, my husband can stay home, you know, and like, I can just be, so I always kind of had that in the back of my head, but I think when I really changed my brand and I, and I changed my brand to mommy labor nurse, I started getting really, really excited about my pictures and just relaying information in that way. I think that's when it really pivoted for me. So there's a lot of people that that try to make this move. You know, a lot of people in corporate America that want this side yeah. hustle, if you will. And of course, yeah. everyone dreams of turning that side hustle into something much totally. bigger. Well, you did. So did, what do you, you did? What do you <laughs> feel like set you apart from everybody else that tried and maybe doesn't hit this um, level? Yeah, it's tough. So I actually recently got diagnosed. This is sidestep. I recently got diagnosed with ADHD. And one of the things that is very uh, prevalent in people who have ADHD is they hyper-focus on stuff. And I think that actually really helped me out so, so much. I mean, I still do that in so many different thing, different things that I do with mommy labor nurse. I'll get so, so into something. But I think that really helped me out in the beginning that I was like just so passionate about it. And I wasn't going to, you know, settle for fa- failing, you know? I mean, I was just like, I'm just going to take this and 
try to Google as much stuff as I can Google and figure out how to do this about my blog. If I, you know, I have this question, I, you know, just got very, very curious about stuff. And I was in Facebook groups asking questions, like looking at threads. I mean, I know that, you know, tons and tons of other people do that. So I can't, solely give that advice. I also think it was a bit of just luck and I just had the resources available too. I mean, I had, my dad is uh, a professional photographer, so he gave me a lot of photography advice. I had this place where I could take pictures. I had, you know, I still actually take my pictures there when it's, when it's like full length pictures at my parents' house, they have like this like little white background that I stand against. But yeah, I just kind of had, um, a lot of curiosity and a lot of drive and a lot of resources available. What, okay, so I've seen so many websites out there that are like uh, cater to that side hustle community of like, yeah. oh, start a blog, do this. It's so easy. It's not that easy. It's not. It's easy well, to start, I think, but it's not easy yeah. to actually make money from it or sure. just, you know, get it get it to where it's it's making money from itself. And it, it, I, I've had somebody um, describe it. I remember, I can't remember her name, but she described it like a blog is like, a newborn baby or a baby okay so you put a lot of you know hours in at first you're like the baby's really hard to take care of at first because it needs you a lot right and then as they get older like they start to be more self self-sufficient and you know you get wiser and stuff and she kind of used that analogy and i'm like that's actually like really smart that's exactly how it is <laughs> <laughs> it's so true so we know that people say it's easy it's it's, it's, it's really not what yeah. were some of the biggest or what was one of or some of the biggest challenges marketing wise that you ran into pretty quickly? Um, I knew very early on that it was starting to really grow and I needed help because I started to really feel like I was spread very thin and the things that I liked doing, I no longer could solely focus on like the con like I love the content creation and now I really just kind of do that I mean I do some other things but really just kind of do that um and back then it's like I had to think about the financial stuff and the marketing and just you know all these all these things that you know and like okay I would you know spend this month really really hardcore like diving into pinterest and like this month really but then other things you know would would fall because i'm i'm only one person so i i really realized early on that i needed that i needed help and i wasn't afraid to you know i i knew that i couldn't do it all myself and i knew that my time really is my most valuable resource so if i could get people to help me and you know hire out a lot of stuff that I was doing like I would save time and maybe it would cost a little bit more money, but I would be able to use my time more wisely. So, yeah. I actually think you bring up a really good point. And, and, and Tiffany kind of, we went into this a little bit earlier, but you know, you brought her on as a COO mm -hmm. um, and, and you know, you're, you're the founder of the company here. You're the visionary. Mm -hmm. And she kind of mentioned there's some times in there where maybe she has to rein it in a little bit, you know, she does more of the business yeah. side of things. And so, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like explain that you know you're you're launching the super successful brand. Explain the value of having someone like that that kind of you know she, runs the data, keeps things in check. You can kind of do your thing. 
Yeah, she's very, we work very, very well together because she is that way. And she's like very solid rock stable foundation lady in the business. You know, like I can get these dreams and like go off on these tangents. And she's like, hold on, wait a second. Like, that's a really good idea. But like, how much money is that going to cost? Or like, you know, this is going to take a lot of hours. Like, I love this idea, but like, let's unpackage it a little bit more. Um, So yeah, I, I, I mean, that kind of person is so if you can have that kind of per- I, I think it's tough because a lot of these entrepreneurs out there are like me where they're like really creative and they have these really good ideas but they can't execute them you know perfectly <clears throat> or you're like tiffany where you know sorry tiffany but like she knows this she's not like the most creative person in the entire world she said it herself i'm not afraid to say it um so it you know it, it's hard you can't do both you can't do both so when you have somebody like tiffany and you have somebody like me it, we work really yeah. well together. That's such a good point. I have worked with several people like this who who could, who seriously are on the brink of a very successful company, but yeah. you've got this visionary leader who yeah. won't hire someone to maybe run the tactical things. Yeah. And then they end up just getting in their way in the yep. end. And uh, yep. Tiffany made the comment that one of the goals was to be on Good Morning America. And she was like, no, no. No, we're not doing that. <laughs> and, and I loved her boldness of just being willing to step in and say, no, we're not doing that yet. We're not ready yet. And yeah, I, yeah it was fantastic. I think, I think the emotional side of running a business, I, I know like at least for myself is can be really overwhelming, right? Especially mm-hmm. when you don't have someone kind of in your corner. And so whenever I think about like, well, especially if I look back at like the most successful brands we've worked with, I, I can't think of really like, maybe more than a couple of brands that um, don't have like two people kind of like tag teaming a lot of what needs to happen. Yeah. And obviously there's a leader and, and maybe like a number two, but like, it's so important. And I just think back to um, that episode of the office with the Michael Scott paper company, when they're like floundering <laughs> yeah. and Pam, yes. Pam is like going up to Michael and she's like, you know, when one of us freaks out, the other one remains calm. And I think that's so important to, uh, yeah. to business as well. So totally. um, I want to, I want to transition uh, kind of back into something that we had talked about a little bit. And I don't know if it was super clear, but like for those listening, uh, you are still a part-time bedside nurse, right? You're I am. Running I got my really scrubs on right company. now. No. <laughs> I know. That's super on brand. Uh, so I, I like, that's really interesting to me because like we talked about before we press record, you really don't need to, right? Like the business financially could support you like without you needing to do that. So can you just tell me like why you have decided to continue working bedside when you don't really fully need to? Yeah, it's tough. And I've um, gone back and forth a lot, even recently of like, do I really need to be at the bedside anymore? And you know, it's like crazy that Anytime I start to have those thoughts, I'll go in for a shift and I'll take care of like this really cool patient. I'll just be like, nope, not not time yet. Like it still really, really grounds me. Um, but yeah, that was always my intention was to never really fully quit uh, bedside because I really st- still do love it. And, it, and it's a totally, you know, mommy labor nurse stuff uses a totally different part of my brain than bedside stuff, but they complement each other so, so well. So my goal was always to really, you know, get my mommy labor nurse hours where they, where I felt like the bedside wasn't overwhelming. Like I wasn't, you know, I didn't feel like, I was working too much at the bedside and and I was, you know, leaving like mommy labor nurse stuff on the table. But yeah, right now I feel like it, you know, I, it still keeps me relevant too because there's a lot of stuff that just, mm-hmm. cha- you know, policies change and, 
it's also i mean it's also great because i get to see my friends you know every other every other yeah, yeah. you know get couple out of the weeks house a bit. <laughs> get out of the house you know it, it just i think the reason that i've really stayed as long as i've stayed um is because it it really grounds me you know it, it really grounds me to to teach it here on mommy labor nurse and and to see you know all these messages of people who have taken my birth courses but it's another element to actually be there and actually like touch somebody and actually you know put your hands on somebody and do some counter pressure or, or yeah it's just and it gives me i mean it gives me content ideas too when i'm at the hospital sometimes i'm like oh that's a really good I remember I have to take a picture of that or, oh, oh yeah, you know what? That's a really good post. I'm going to do that. So it's just, it's, it's complimenting it well at this point. I think at one point I will say, you know what? I think it's time mm-hmm. to leave bedside, but yeah. right now, right now it's not, not that time. Yeah. I love that. I think that that is, well, we see a lot of brands that have kind of an experience like yours where they're professionals in a specific area and they say, wow, this information should be to more people than what I'm possibly able to give it in person. And so then they yeah. kind of add this other piece of their business and, yeah. um, but then they end up jumping out of it as soon as they kind of possibly can. And obviously everyone kind of has their own uh, reasons for that. And, and sometimes it makes more sense than others. And so I've always been so fascinated by the fact that both of you, you and Tiffany still work bedside when you don't, don't have to. So I think yeah. like I'm hearing, you know, being able to stay relevant, you're able to also, I would imagine, listen to what your moms are saying, what they're worried about, yes, you know, exactly. as they're going into delivery. And I feel like your website copy, when we got it was actually in really great shape because you <laughs> just sim- were simply <laughs> listening to what your, yeah. you know, your patients were saying. And so I think that's, that's really cool. On the flip side of that, what has been maybe some challenges or some reasons that you might consider stepping away from bedside nursing? So right now, the biggest challenge is that I have two little children (laughs) and it's, you know, it's tough sometimes to still leave them and go work 12 hours. You know, with mommy labor nurse, they are, you know, in preschool half day and then I sometimes have baby babysitter come over. They go to my parents. It's very, you know, flexible. I don't feel like I'm away but like when you work at the hospital you're you're not available you know it's not like you're you're working at home it, it's much different so that's a big barrier i would say just because i have little kids and they're still little you know my littlest one is about to turn 18 months um so he's still little but yeah that's that's really the biggest thing i think um I, you know a bit a barrier used to be like getting up super super early for a shift you know getting up because i i typically would have to get up a lot earlier to go to my my hospital job but now i kind of get up anyway you know so it's like that's not really a barrier anymore i think sometimes i you know a big barrier is that i'm just a lot more tired at the end of the day especially you know if it's a if it's a heavy mm-hmm. a, a really busy day you know I, i'm a lot more more physically tired from that job um than i am you know doing mommy labor nurse stuff so yeah that totally makes sense yeah. something something i want to add that you said that was so insightful to me because I, I see this a lot with with people that are in um, corporate jobs and they want to have the side hustle. I feel like as soon as they start to side hustle, they're they've mentally put some type of exit strategy around their corporate job. Like they're already like, okay, I'm getting out of this. Yeah. Whereas you, what I found so insightful is like you actually see the benefit of keeping the corporate job and the power yeah. of that it lends to your to your digital brand. I think that's that's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I feel like that's not um how it is with a lot of people but since my brand is so intertwined with my bedside care i mean it just it only makes sense 
Yeah. And, you know, you said something too, you know, when you're trying to come up with an idea, you're like, oh, I could do, I could, I, I could talk about running. You yeah. know, I'm a runner. I don't do that. <laughs> so, you know, what advice do you have for people that are wanting to start a side hustle as far as like finding a topic to, to talk about or finding something to focus on? What advice do you have? Yeah, it's tough. Um, so obviously, you know, mine, once I got that idea, I was like, okay, this is, this is where I'm going. Um, but I think that is, I mean, I remember taking my beginner blogging, you know, little course that I took. And that was like a whole chapter in there, like figuring out what the heck you're going to blog about. Um, so I would say, uh, you know, look at what you're already passionate about and what you feel like wouldn't be work. Like mommy labor nurse, some stuff still kind of feels like work, but a lot of it is just, I'm just having so much fun, you know? Right. And it's all based on the knowledge that you got in school. I mean, you yeah. know this stuff, you could talk yeah. about it all day long and it's, exactly. not, it's not hard exactly. for you. Exactly. I want to, I want to spend just a minute there. Cause like, I love, I love this conversation. We're talking about your story. I think it's been super helpful. Um, I want to just like spend a second being like as practical as we can. So like for a lot of brands, I think they kind of hit this lid of like maybe three months in or six months in or a year in where they're like, I don't know what to talk about. Like I have this yeah. audience, I have this platform. And you said that that's an area that you really enjoy. Do you have any type of process for creating content or coming up with content ideas beyond just, Oh, I have this idea randomly like can you talk a little bit yeah more about that? yeah oh that's yeah i got lots of lots of stuff to say about that so um i will say with content the easy thing about being in my niche is like we got nine months and there's a lot of stuff to cover and then you can just talk about it over and over and over and over again because you're getting new people and they're always you're always getting new people you know so that's the great thing is that i never really run out of ideas because I can always look back at what I've done. Um, and there's, uh, there's tons of stuff that I haven't even touched on. I mean, I have this whole content list of like stuff that I've done and stuff that I could do and how do I do it this way. And what we've noticed is that like, sometimes we pick from that list that I've never talked about this before. Like I just did a post the other day on RH um, incompatibility, which is blood typing, you know, very like detailed kind of post. Um, and we've never touched on that subject before on mommy labor nurse in, in, in a post, you know, in depth. Um, but we find that we don't go to that list as often as we look back at content that has done really well, that really hits those pain points that people have and just repurpose it in a different way or talk about it in a deeper level level or like go this way with it. So that's really the process that we have is like I'm constantly looking back at stuff and looking back at what's done well. And then as far as like reels and you know Instagram reels like that's my thing now that I take over and I'm just constantly looking for sounds and trends that people are doing and how I how I can just apply it to my niche. Tiffany um, does a lot more of the like base work content and then I'll pick and choose kind of stuff that I want to do there. Um, but yeah, it's really been really, really valuable to just go back and look at what you've already previously done well. And I would give that advice to anybody, even just starting out, you know, maybe doing it in a month or two or three months. Like if you had a really great, that's what I use. That's what I've done the whole time is like, if I, if I've done a really great post, like, okay, great. How can I do this again in a different way? And just like build on top of it. Are you mining uh, your comments and stuff to see what content ideas come out of that? Yep. From, okay. Yeah. Uh, comments, people, you know, will send DMs. I mean, we have a lot of just like frequently 
frequently asked stuff that or yeah. topics that are a little bit scarier or that people have questions about that they're commenting about or yeah, yeah lots and lots of lots I'm, and lots of comments. I'm always amazed I'm always amazed when that comes up because as someone like we have a little side hustle my wife and I that we you know we can get into another time but I'm like how do we like why do people struggle with with content what I'm hearing you say is like it really comes down to like maybe not some like big strategy or some big process, mm-hmm. but really just like paying attention and just like yep. listening yeah. to what people are saying and we, asking. We've done and that. asking. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was gonna say next. Like we we've done that on like stories, for instance, where we have you know six thousand followers or whatever, and we'll say, "What questions do you have about this topic?" And yeah. then when people ask them, yeah, we'll answer them in stories, but like then I write down, oh, this is a super common question. Let me go write a blog post about it. And it's always crazy to me how you just never really run out of, you know, content when you're just asking questions and listening to what the answers are. Yeah, it's it's so valuable to ask your audience what they need from you, what they're struggling with, because then when you answer those questions too, you are like, directly serving them and they feel like they're really being heard. And that's like that ideal customer that you know you're you're looking for what do you feel like mommy labor nurse if you had to look at like kind of thirty thousand foot view of your brand what would you say is something you guys do really really well maybe something that you could improve on in your brand Hmm. okay so i think this is like coming directly from kyler but we like execute stuff really really well so if like somebody tells us to do something we're really really good at being like okay got it and we're gonna do it as well as we possibly can okay (laughs) so i would say that's that's a big strength that we have um a weakness hmm i would say a weakness is yeah sometimes we go a little bit i mean i know i do this where i just go a little bit too deep into something and i end up spending way too much time on something that does not make sense to spend time on because i think it's valuable and it makes sense for me but like when i look at it big picture it's really not a good use of my time i I think one of our weaknesses brad i think if you would agree is that um we just care too much about people you know we're too that's right we're too kind and we care too much those are our two (laughs) which are actually strengths something we talked about with tiffany today um and we really hit on this as being one of the brilliances of your brand is that you are so focused on this one audience you guys have de- you guys have decided and, and are committed to you cannot be all things to all people that yeah. being said do you are there urges that you have to fight to want to get outside of that zone oh, of yeah. control that you have really like what are some of those things that you're like oh what if we talked about this but it's not really on brand like what are some of those urges you have yeah i would say um you know we and uh, we've put out products in the past that were not exactly on brand and we've like scaled back and I think we have a really good vision now with like we just do birth but yeah even like breastfeeding stuff you know breastfeeding is a part of you know you're you're thinking about breastfeeding if you're planning on breastfeeding while you're pregnant so like we can touch on it a little bit but we get so many moms I mean it's so hard not to talk more about postpartum and newborn care and breastfeeding because we have so many moms that like they find us while they're pregnant but then they just keep following us and they still want advice from us because because they loved our stuff but it's like that's not really what we i mean yeah i can touch on that stuff a little bit but that's not our specialty so yeah that that is definitely a big barrier that we have is that like oh yeah it's hard not to want to do all of it 
but why is that? Oh, go ahead. You go, no, you go, Brad. I was actually, well, so my follow-up to that is why do you think it's so important for brands like yours to stay on focus? Yeah. So a couple things. I think it allows you to network a lot easier too with like other brands who do, who are like kind of in the same niche, but not exactly. And then you're not competitors and you can like work really, really, really well together. I think a lot of people shoot themselves in the foot because they try to do, uh, you know, a lot of different things and then they can't really collaborate with certain people because, you know, they are, com- they're really competitors. Um, so I think you know, that's, that's definitely a big issue. Remind me what, what was the original question? Yeah. So we're talking about, I think one of the brilliant pieces of your brand is that you guys just focus on pregnancy. You're not trying to get outside of that. When I think there are sometimes desires to probably do that because your audience is asking for that stuff. Yeah. But I think what you've done so well is you've really put a gate around, this is what we're focused on and we're staying here. My question was, my follow-up to that was, is why is that so important? Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. I had two points that I was going to say. So yeah, definitely, definitely with networking is a big one. Um, And then the other one is like, now I've lost it again. See, this is the ADHD. It's like, it's like (laughs) I'm focused on something. And then uh, my husband, my husband also has ADHD and he describes it like you're going down a river and if a thought goes off, there's no getting it back. There's it's water. It's just going. So yeah, we're going to end with that. Sorry. It's gone. It, it might come back later. That's okay. That's okay. The thought, no, the, when the thought is gone, the thought is gone. But the, the point is, the point is at the end of all this, it is important to be focused as a brand. Oh, totally. There you go. That's all we need. Yeah. I think that, I think that what you guys have done well, and, and then we can move on and, and wrap up. We've got a couple of fun questions that we ask every guest. Um, I think that it's not crazy to think that you could talk about breastfeeding or you could talk about sleep or you could talk about newborn care. But what happens is this term that we call mission creep, which is when the mission of your brand ends up kind of like seeping into all these areas. And if someone Mm -hmm. says, Hey, what is this brand known for? It's kind of like, Oh, well, I guess, I guess I don't know. Like, I don't really have a clear answer. Right. Whereas right now where you guys sit, you can go to your website and the mission of your organization is incredibly, is incredibly clear. We help you have a better birth. Right. And so if something doesn't serve that mission and that purpose, it easy, it's out. It's not, it's not something that we're focusing on. And I know you guys have spent a lot of time working on that in the last, last year. So cool. Okay. I want to wrap up with just a couple fun questions um, that we ask to, to every guest. Okay. So we sent these over. So hopefully you had a second to think about them. I have. Um, (laughs) Okay. Perfect. What a recent purchase of a hundred dollars or less has positively impacted your life. Very easy answer. Um, my bullet journal and my bullet journal supplies. So this is something that I started, I don't know, a few months ago. I think it was back in November. I got really, really into it because I have issues with organization. And this is this is what led me to my ADHD diagnosis because I started to notice that I really struggle with this desk job. <laughs> I'm really good at nursing yeah. and I'm really good <laughs> at creating content when I when it's when it's fun. But like some of these things, I'm like, why can't I not start on this? Or like, why am I getting so distracted you know so um i started bullet journaling and it's it's really been keeping me organized and it's really just you know i like to draw so it's just been fun to really get into it so yeah i would definitely say my bullet journal and all of the you know my my 
color pencils and my, you know, little ruler that I have and just all my supplies for my bullet for my bullet journal. Love it. Can you guess what Tiffany said earlier? (sighs) I was gonna ask the same exact question. No, I'm so I'm usually good at this, but I mm, yeah under I don't think you're ever gonna guess. Nope, nope. No, no. Tell me. I uh, do I have to wait to listen to the episode, or are you gonna tell me? No, we'll tell you. No, okay, we'll okay. tell you. Okay. It, was, it was it was knitting needles. Oh yeah, she does like apparently to knit. she's yeah. been very into knitting. So yeah, you got both a- sides here. You got the like professional answer with the bullet <laughs> journal, and then you've got like knitting. Is that the right term? Knitting needles. Yeah, I yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Okay, I mean, I don't right. knit, so I really don't know, but. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, that's, that's funny because that just shows that like Tiffany's, Tiffany's got this. She's got the organization yeah, yeah, right. down. Okay. <laughs> she don't need no help there. Um, yeah. but she might need some help with like other areas of her life and, you know, getting into hobbies and like, how am I not going to be focused on business? Like, what am I going to do to enrich my life? And like, I need a little more help with the organizational kind of part. So that's very interesting that she said that's that. A- yeah, that's a great answer. I told yeah. her though, we need I need to know specifically what those knitting needles are. <laughs> like don't just say knitting needles. I need to know what brand, make model they are. Yeah. Um, but I don't know anything about knitting. The yeah. uh, the other question we have is what software platform or app, not so not social media, that's been the most impactful for your that your business could just not live without? Um, I mean, this is definitely the more boring answer, but Canva. I mean, I use Canva like every single day and I just love like there at canva is like one uh some some stuff is a little bit uh, they could use some help in some areas but i mean i think i pay 12 bucks a month for like the premium thing and i get so many just stock images that i can use for free and little graphics that i can use for free they have so many templates that i can get ideas from if i'm trying to create a post i mean canva is i definitely my answer is canva canva is amazing this is this- yeah. This is the second podcast interview we've done in the last week where someone's mentioned Canva. So yeah. uh, if if anyone at Canva is listening, um, <laughs> sponsor us. Gladly accept your sponsor. <laughs> uh, anyway, I love it. Cool. No, that's great. Um, Liesl, thank you so much for yeah. joining us. Um, we've been really honored to partner with your brand and just it's been cool, like kind of from a watching you from the side and just seeing like how you guys have grown and just the focus you guys have and and your desire to help and serve uh your audience and that's really evident in everything you do and i know that that's a huge part of your success so thank you for um, joining us today thank you for having me always a pleasure